Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Over Cafe for a while. Uh, I've been uh, kind of taking a little bit of a step back from from doing some shows, but here I am, ready to go. Um, man, we're we're we've got uh, a solid basketball season underway with you know the Eastern Conference looking like it could do anything. You have the Western Conference, which I mean, Steph Curry did the guy ever miss a beat? Is he as hot as ever? He got crazy things going on with uh, Jokic. I mean, what what a what a wild season of basketball this has been. But I want to start, Barry, with a question, because I've, I've been waiting to ask you this uh, since the season started. You're a Knicks fan. I know you're a big Knicks fan. Uh, what do you think about uh, – Just I just want to hit the ground running, man. What do you think about the, uh, the Knicks' current status as uh, they've been kind of getting beat on some boards? Um, they're still putting up a lot of points, but how are you feeling about the Knicks and Coach Tibbs right now? Um, you know, it's early. I think um, it's, first of all, uh, thanks for having me. Um, we haven't done the crossover cafe in a while. So um really happy to, to really get back going on the crossover cafe. Um, you know, we had some great shows, great debates, great, great talk, basketball talk, uh, NBA, sometimes college. So, you know, love doing it, but listen, it's orange and blue skies, baby. orange and blue skies. Uh, and, and, <laughs> Um, you know, the, the wins are great. You know, we've beaten the, the Bulls, the Celtics, uh, the Bucks, the Sixers twice. And then you got losses against, you know, where they got beat up by the Magic. They got beat by, uh, you know, the, the Bucks last night. Um, losses where you're just kind of scratching your head. I think they're still trying to find um, their rhythm with the starting unit. Um, it's a, a lot to be said where, um, you know, you got – Two new guys, Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, who the Knicks have coveted for a while uh, and finally got. And then you got Mitchell Robinson, who hadn't played much last year. So you got three new starters basically going with uh, your third-year star who's getting better by the day in in R.J. Barrett and your your leader, your all-star, Julius Randle, who's kind of trying to figure out how to play with Kemba and how to play with Evan. So I think that's, that's a little bit. Um, the second unit looks much better. They had a lot of energy, especially last night uh, against the Bucks. really almost led that, co- that come from behind win. Uh, Obi Toppin's improvement from year one to year two and, and quickly starting to get going is really huge because Obi Toppin basically – um, didn't have a preseason last year, right? Now he had a, you know, he had a preseason. He had uh, summer league to kind of hone in and really kind of get better. So you've seen the fruits of that labor. He looks, he looks great. 
Uh, his defense is really picked up. I think he's starting to, you know, his defense last year was a little suspect. Now he's playing a little bit better defense. So it's 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 a progress. I think Tibbs is kind of right. If we wait all season for this, for the first unit to gel, the season will be over before you know it. But, um, you know, I think 20 games in, we'll, we'll kind of start getting it going. And, and by Christmas, you know, I think we'll see uh, the best uh, the best is yet to come for the Knicks. I did love the line Tibbs had uh, the other day. I think it might have even been yesterday where he said, you know, after 20 games, are you going to say if after 30 games, are you going to say if after 40 games once you start to see a team gel? And he just straight up called mm-hmm. it BS. Uh, he's the full word, I will not. But uh, I, it, it's it's really an interesting take. I mean, you know, Tibbs is, is a, 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 you know, nose to the grindstone kind of coach. And, uh, I mean, one, one player I'm very curious to see how – his growth goes with the season is Barrett. I mean, the guy, mm-hmm. the guy, he, he has a chance to be one of the best twos, I think on a team. Uh, I think, you know, uh, uh, Randall also has a chance to be a solid two, but I don't know if I see the true one on the Knicks, but there's a chance. I mean, you know, if the team plays fundamentally sound and they have been quite frankly, I mean, they're not a disaster anymore. I mean, the Knicks are no longer the joke no. of the NBA and they have been for a while. And I think that's great. For basketball, now I think they truly can have a chance to uh, to bring some talent. But Barry, I got to take a quick moment here. I see uh, we got another voice uh, chiming in, uh, so I'm going to uh, open up that line. Who we got over there? What's up, Dave? How are you, Barry? What's going on, everybody? Mike? What's going on, brother? Oh, man, I can't complain. Just uh, jumping into the uh, to the cafe. See what you guys are up to. The crossover cafe, I guess, or whatever we call this. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's for... a, it's one of our flagships, Mike. Crossover Cafe, talking basketball. Yeah, catch us I know you're a Lakers Thursday fan, so we'll Eastern. definitely be talking. <laughs> no, 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 man. I, I, you know what? I am, but um, but I enjoy I enjoy basketball. Period, man. Like I enjoy the sport. I'm I'm just now, you know, as as the World Series winds up, and I and I kind of sobered up. Uh, after the World Series, um, because listen, and we talked about it, guys. I mean, we talked about it in our in our in our chats, man. It's the greatest feeling ever, man. And I got you know my fellow chefs here, man. Everybody, uh, everybody sent congratulations and uh, and big ups to and like it's a cool team, man. Regardless of who you're a fan of or whatever, when you got a friend or a colleague or somebody that uh, that you care about, when their team wins a championship, you're always happy for them, man, because. It's Absolutely. I mean, you know, you got you got thirty teams in every league every year, thirty to thirty-two, depending on the sport, right? And only one can win it. And so, if you think about it, like certain fan bases are spoiled because of how many they get, but you still want another one because it's been so long. Because everyone's special, right? So, uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. But now that now that baseball season's over, the only thing to kind of wait for now is to. Uh, Hope there's not a stoppage there, <laughs> but you always kind of yeah. enjoy. You know, there's a lot of talk within real just a few headlines over the course of, of the time, so you can kind of follow it. But time to get into uh, the winter sports. We kind of got a feel for what football is going to look like the last Sunday. Prove that nobody knows what's really now, going on. I promise I'll be done here, Mike. Mike, I got a question for you because I know you know I know this is always a conversation we would have about about baseball, and I Barry, I'd like to get your thought on this too. But Mike, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of folks will you know we, you you and you and Nate would always rip me on the uh, the baseball buffet when I would talk about the dog days of summer. You'd say no, every game counts. So. I want to ask you that same question about basketball right now. Season's still young. I mean, you look at the East, the top six teams, they've all got eight or seven wins. Um, but do you, do you think like there's, there's some, there's some growth that's happening now. Like Barry was just talking about the Knicks and you're not taking a lot of stock into what's happening uh, and, and that the season really starts on Christmas or what kind of stock do you put on the games that you're watching now as teams are kind of finding their footing? So here's what I would say. Every game counts in that a lot of times at the end of the year, you look up and you see that there's a couple games, sometimes in certain conferences, you see a couple games that separates like the four seed from the seven seed, right? Or depending on how it shakes out versus the play-ins and whatever goes on. So every game counts in that regard. And that, I mean, at the end of the day, when you have close standings, you're going to look back and maybe – you know, really the game you let get away, especially if 
you know, it makes a difference on how you match up in the playoffs. Even though eventually you've got to go through everybody anyway, right? Um, that being said, I think that so baseball is a long season. By the time you get through the All-Star break, you hit the late summer days, people are coming off. That's when the season kind of really starts. I, and so I would say I would draw the parallel in that, like, everybody loves opening day, and then you get caught up in the March Madness and everything else is it's just starting to end. And so uh, true baseball fans pay attention to baseball, but there, there are a lot of fans that still don't kind of jump in until the end of the year. That being said, because these teams are different, because you got new moving pieces and you're also playing teams that are different each and every night, they're all st- still trying to get a feel for who they are and who their rotation. So what I would say is the season still matters, but the quality of basketball and who these teams really are, like they don't really start to form their identity until you start to get into, you know, after Christmas and then the first year and then the All-Star break. So then you start seeing like the best of what these teams can can bring to the table. And so then I, I think, you know, the level of basketball continues to ratchet, you know, to turn up as the season progresses. So, Barry, you feel the same? I mean, especially, like, based on what you were just talking about with the Knicks. Uh, uh, how much stock are you putting into these games when you see the final product? I mean, when you're coming down the stretch in that last 20, 30 games. I mean, you know, I think that it's important for teams like the Knicks that are trying to find their identity with new players, especially on the defensive end because Kemba and, and Evan are great offensive players, but – we sacrifice a little bit of defense to in, infuse them into the lineup. So you you got to figure out combinations. The coaches got to figure out who they can trust at certain points when you need to get a stop, when you need to get points, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's important. But I think for a team like the Lakers, you know, that has six potential Hall of Famers, you're talking about the, the regular season. Yeah, you got to find some chemistry in lineups, but really like LeBron – doesn't need to push himself to play every game in the regular season. I mean, against certain teams, you want to get a gauge on, all right, can, how is he going to pay, play against the Warriors? Or how is he going to play against the Clippers or Nuggets? But, you know, like he, t- he didn't play one game against the, the Thunder, right? Uh, shout out to TP, who is in Thunder heaven right now. Uh, but, you know, he, he didn't have to play that. So I think he's trying to, like, tune himself up and get himself right for the playoff push, that's all he's concerned about. So, I mean, for, that's why I think you've seen a lot of teams like the Cavs really come out strong to start the season because it means more to them as opposed to the Lakers are kind of in neutral. And then basically, you know what? Once the once February, March rolls around, then we can turn it on. Let's, start, let's try to get into the better playoff position and, and away we go. So, That's kind of how I look at it. But every game counts. 82 games, you know, especially in the West where it was to the point, Dave, right, where one game could make you uh, the three seed or you could be in the play-in game. Like it was that that separation. So it does count. And, and yeah, that's that's true. And I I, I think that's what I mean as far as it it, it counting. But you're right. Like Mm -hmm. you don't see your best basketball. How are you really going to match up until late in the year? You know, as you're figuring out those rotations and figuring out how things are going to work. So, but it definitely counts because you definitely would rather be in that three seed than, you know, than be playing for your playoff lives and having to win the game just to get in. Yo, I, you know, it just gave me thought too. I mean, it's only uh, we're definitely having the tor- the mid the uh, the tournament again this year. Uh, what do you guys think about the way they have it set up now, where you have your first six in and then the remaining four for the next four? are playing in, I, you know, that's coming into the season. I wonder if teams feel more um, pressure to finish in that top six, or do they feel safer um, knowing that, listen, all we need to do is finish in the top 10 and there's a chance. So you just don't want to finish out of it. I mean, do you, how, how do you think uh, uh, you're getting a sense teams are, are, are acting? Do you think they're putting in more effort or, no, I, I don't think, know. I, th- I think I it's think, a very interesting twist with the whole season. I think a couple of things. I think it's interesting that, you know, you're pushing the button where definitely over half the league gets in, into the playoffs now where it was right at it. Or very, do you consider that way? Do you consider those, those, four, those four teams as in the playoffs per se? I consider it a chance to have a seat at the table. 
Yeah, I would necessarily call it the playoffs. I, I I think you have to win the playing games to get to the playoffs, but I, I would I would call it a postseason game and a chance to have a seat at the table. So my point is is with with this bottom four, you have two thirds of the league that have a chance to be in the postseason tournament, right? Like. So, uh, now, four of those teams would have to win two games, and two of them would only have to win – I mean, and four of them would only have to win one, right? But you've got two-thirds of the league with a chance to be there. So I think I think it does impact it some, but I also think it depends on the year. Because I think, for example, a couple of years ago when you knew it was Golden State and Cleveland, and so even if you were going to make the postseason – you were probably going to get – you probably weren't going to be there in the end. It may cause teams to go ahead and go try to go, like, rebuild T-Wolf style and hopefully a little bit better, you know what I mean, and try to put that roster back together. So I think it's going to depend year in and year out, uh, what, you know, what the balance of the league looks like and how top-heavy it is and what kind of parity it is. But I think absolutely there are times that it will affect. So, for example – Last year, when they expanded the playoffs in Major League Baseball, even though the season was shorter, and so you couldn't really have the best of gauge, they still did allow for trades. But you noticed that there were more and more teams that thought they were buyers instead of sellers, so there's a lot less action. This year, you go back to five teams, and I think they're going to be expanding it. But this year, you go back to five teams, there were a lot more teams buying, and other teams, yeah, you know, F it, we got to sell. You see what I'm saying? And so you saw a little bit more action around that time. So I'm curious to see if if the top of the league has any effect on that. But I think it's absolutely going to play into some of what you see done uh, from some organizations. I think it will be organization dependent. That's a fair point. Um, I, you know, I think – I think it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you never know when you have these kinds of changes. I always go back to the, the franchise tag in football, where it was implemented one way and it totally ended up being something completely different. Um, so I, it'll be interesting um, to see how teams do it. And I was thinking how Barry, when Barry was talking a little bit ago about how um, you have teams now putting in, you know, you don't have a LeBron James putting in maximum effort right now. And that's fine. I mean, that entire Lakers team is they're old and they don't need to turn it on yet because no matter what, like we all just said, all you need to do is finish in the top 10 and you're going to have a chance to get in the playoffs. And if you think every one of those Lakers players plays at a, you know, uh, at eight or nine or even 10 level at a, you know, 10 out of 10, they're going to win. Right. So they could just show up when they want. But I was thinking about the Knicks last season where it felt to me that the Knicks, all season, and they finished, if I'm not mistaken, I think they were the three or the four seed. Um, they they finished. Four seed, four seed. Come four on, seed. Dave. I don't, I don't <laughs> agree with you about the Lakers, though. I don't agree with you about the Lakers. I'm sorry. You think, do you think they're too old to just turn it on, or do you think they need to gel more? I think they definitely need to gel more. I think you've got I to. do. As, as much as it doesn't hurt, as much as it doesn't work for them right now, and as much as, uh, as much as my boy Barry over here wants to tell me that uh, LeBron and Russ can't play together, and in a lot of ways they can't, you, you have to make them. You have to yes. make them because you have to figure out how it's going to work. And I understand you're going to play at times with one on the floor and the other one not. But you know that like when you can't have, if you're going to contend in a professional sports league, you can't have any of your – biggest money guys or guys that you count the most on sitting on the sidelines at crunch time. So you've got to find a way for these guys to be able to play well together. So they're going to have to play. Are there times that they're going to be able to turn it on? Yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, you talk about the Knicks and getting used to things in rotations in 20 games. I, you know, we'll, we'll see if the Lakers can turn it on like that. And you're right. We'll definitely be able to see the, we'll see the proof in that pudding you know, in the second half of the season. But they still need to gel. They got a lot of new pieces. And uh, and it's not just on the offensive end. They still need to improve their communication on the other end because I don't care what people say. And no matter how many hot takes you get out there, you got to be able to play defense to win this week. I, you know, Mike, I, I agree. They do have to figure it out. They have to learn how to play together. I just – 
I, I've always said, and, and TP and I always get into a fight about it, and you know, because he's a big Russell guy, and I'm not, and, and it's like his his triple doubles are hollow to me because he what oh, he had a triple double last night against the the Heat, a nice win against a really good Miami Heat team, but then he almost had ten turnovers. You know what I mean? Like it's just he's so reckless with the the ball. LeBron is he takes care of the basketball way better. His IQ is much better, but they got to figure out how to play together. I think it really kind of comes down to to like Malik Monk or can LeBron like Carmelo stay hot. They got to get shooters around them so when, you know, he penetrates there's somebody to kick and open because if there's if they're well, not hitting outside shots and then those guys are just clogging, they're not taking. You know, you're not. You don't have to space the floor and, and get to shooters because you could just collapse on the inside. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah, well, that's true. Every time, Le- well, well, every time LeBron has been really mm-hmm. successful is he's had a, he's had like a Kyle Korver or he's even had like a Ray mm-hmm. Allen uh, to, to kick it out to. So I think that's a very solid point. Go ahead, Mike. Here's what you have to do, because Monk is a shooter. Carmelo's a shooter. They, they, they have some shooters. But what this mm-hmm. team has to do, I feel like, is this. Russell Westbrook, like, so we have triple-doubles. We can agree with that. Whether they're hollow or not, we have triple-doubles, right? So mm-hmm. when I look at these triple-doubles, I say, okay, this guy can score. He's not a great shooter, but he can score. Because why? He's explosive, right? He can rebound, mm-hmm. and he can assist. He can pass. He doesn't always take care of the basketball. It's a flash and whatever. So we have to curtail it in a way. So if Russell doesn't get the rebound and somebody else does, and Russell can get ahead, I've said this before, and, I, and I'll, I'll be short with it, but Russell is as quick end-to-end as anybody with a basketball. So you push Russell down the court, maybe not Moran, but you, you push uh, – you push him down the court and you give him, you know, a read or look for that big man or one, look for his one open shot. If you don't get there and you got to uh, rerun the offense or reset, then you reset through LeBron and then you run. Like you make people, you run people off screens, you do whatever you have to do to stay active on the offense. And then, because how many times have we seen if the, if the ball moves well, even if you don't have a great shooter, how many times have you seen if the ball moves well, somebody get caught out of position, you can flash the basket and either get a dunk or ease the layup or something like that, right? So you got to run somebody off. And then if Russ is the one that gets the rebound, pushes it out to LeBron, let LeBron initiate the offense and get the ball down the court. Uh, that's, what, that's what needs to happen. If the first read isn't there for Russ on the fast break, then you go to LeBron and let LeBron be the, more of the decision maker. It is fine. You know, it is really – no, I, listen. I mean, I think, I think, I think you're right on on all those points. But one thing I gotta, I just wanted to point out one stat that just kind of jumped out to me, right? So I'm looking at at, at defense, right, in the league, and if you look at it in the uh, in the um, Western Conference, right, your your best defenses in terms of points allowed per game, you've got the Nuggets, who are your, you know, would be your four seed, your Jazz are second, and then your Warriors are have a great defense, and obviously they have that offense, but. If you go and you look at the Eastern, and this is what I, my point, was the, the, the team with the least points allowed per game are the Raptors, but they have such a bad offense right now, they would be nine. So technically they would still get in the little tournament, but I don't know. I think, I think we're really seeing now that the league is valuing defense a lot more than, than I feel like it has in the past. And I wonder how much of that the – I mean, there's no secret, and I think all three of us would agree – that the game is increasingly stressing uh, on the three-point shot. And, I mean, speaking of the three-point shot, holy cow, the Warriors – listen, let me just take a quick sidebar, guys. Do you, do you, is anybody going to stop the Warriors right now? This, this I mean, should we just stop the season? And they, and, they still, and they still don't have Clay Thompson. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, think, I think the Warriors – I think they're going to get better – I, I I look at Clay and Curry, they're gonna be there, right? But I think the emergence of Poole and and Peyton is huge for them because now they have what they haven't had in a couple years, which is depth, right? They have they have when they were winning championships, they had that second unit that could really keep the pressure on, like with yeah, you know, with like Iguodala coming in. Andre yeah, those exactly. 
so they had that they had that scoring off the bench with um who was the backup point guard uh Mike when Living. they were winning chips Livingston right and so now they yeah. have that depth this is a this is a scary team if Clay yeah. comes back to maybe even 70 80% I mean I thought at the beginning what? of the year he had to be 100% for them to really contend now I'm looking at these guys because of their the emergence of Poole and Peyton. Thompson doesn't have to be that guy again. Like he could just come in huh? twenty twenty five minutes a night, and this is a dangerous team. I'm telling you though, don't sleep on these guys even if Clay's not back. I'm telling you, this right. is a much better put together roster than a lot of people. And these guys, like right now, if I had to say because. You know, everybody's taking for granted that this Lakers roster is going to be there in, in, in the end in the Western Conference, and they may well be. But right now, mm-hmm. if you were to ask me the most likely team to come out of the West if it's not the Lakers, I would say Golden State right now. And we haven't even really seen James Wiseman, like, break out. I still think there's a chance that kid could be really, really good, especially with those I, guys. I still think him. so, too. And, and to your point, to your point from a second ago about more defense, like, I think – uh, you know, we are going to the three-point game, and you're starting to see a lot of it. Um, and, you know, some people will say, well, if you're offensively really productive and you can put up a lot of points, then, you know, that's going to help your defensive rating. So sometimes good offenses, you know, can can help you on defense. And can it in some ways? Yeah. But you look at it, and, like, every year, with very few exceptions, the teams that win championships are top ten defensive rating teams. Well, one other thing I think we can all agree too is is on just about every team I think other than you know the the, the Detroit team that uh, won a title a couple uh, you know, I guess a couple of years ago like twenty years ago or something now uh, they've all got big stars on them and one of the big stars in the league is Nikola Jokic and I want to take a quick moment to get your guys' thoughts I don't know did both of you guys see the Markeith Morris and uh, Nikola Jokic um, back and forth that resulted in the Jokic body check or body sl- you know whatever yeah. you want to call that move yeah. did you guys see yeah. this. Yeah, I did. So, I did. Now, it all began um, when Marquise Morris kind of bumped lightly into Jokic and then kind of went and started running back, and Jokic just really slammed right into Morris to a point where Morris has now been diagnosed with, or they said his reason for being out of the, the game after was whiplash. They even brought out a stretcher, and, and just to, to kind of close that that loop, Morris did end up with a $50,000 fine Butler was uh, attempting was charged thirty thousand dollars for attempting to escalate the altercation and failing to comply with an NBA security interview. Which <laughs> I find that hilarious. And Jokic did get suspended for a game. Now they both obviously got immediately ejected from the game. Um, what do you think of of, of uh, kind of that physicality in the NBA? I feel like we don't see that much anymore. And Jokic just went right yeah. after him. Was it was it a cheap shot though? I mean. You know, he had his back to him, Marquise. It makes you wonder if they've been talking all kinds of sh- to him all night too, or like mm-hmm. if, if if there was if there was right. some things said and finally he had enough. And you know what? After, I'm gonna hit this guy. Like it, it, to me, because I, you see Jokic kind of like you you could see that kind of uh, flare in him, or sometimes he kind of gets mad, sort of like like you see Djokovic in tennis sometimes throw a fit. Uh, you can see that in him every once in a while, but not often. So it, it just makes you wonder if, you know, what was being said to him or there. I'm not defending it. Like, was it a cheap shot? If you hit the guy from behind or whatever, you shouldn't have done it. You deserve your suspension. Uh, but at the same time, like, I think it's good for him in some ways, though, because, I mean, it is people are like, okay, we, you know, this guy's going to hit us. I, I, it's it's in a way it, if people are kind of pounding on him or he's getting a reputation for not being willing to fight back or whatever else, maybe maybe retaliating in such a way will cause people maybe to not take as many cheap shots at him in the end. Who knows? So you're saying you're saying, hey, I'm no softy. I got a backbone, and if you come at me, I'm gonna come right back at you. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm not saying that I, I'm defending him hitting him from behind. I'm not saying that anything's going on, but I'm just saying you wonder what was going on behind. Would it, maybe Jokic just feel like people were trying to bully him or whatever. He decided to kind of fight back. I don't know what's going on, but if that's part of it, like, I don't, I don't blame him for pushing back sometimes. You take your lumps, you take your punishment for it, but you push back sometimes. 
No, Mike, I totally agree with you because here's here's kind of how I look at it. I feel like Joker is just being disrespected because he's the reigning MVP, and nobody's talking about him as the best player in the True. league. It's it's Kevin Durant, it's you know LeBron or it's it's Giannis or whoever, and it's like this dude gets no respect. He's like the Rodney Dangerfield MVP. Like, <laughs> listen. Let's be real. The Morris brothers are, are are bullies. I've seen one of them in New York. They're bullies. And if you punch, they punch you, you know, a lot of people don't punch back, right? But Joker, he's he comes from a rough background, too. His brothers don't play. They're, they, get, they're, they open the Twitter account to, to respond to him and to keep it gully. Like, so, you know, they're, they're, they're in there, too. The 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 shot that Morris had was uncalled for. The the retaliation wasn't called for too. But you know what? I understand because you know what? That was a cheap shot. That was a cheap shot by Morris. That was that was some some punk sucker stuff right there. I you know I want to really get it in my bag, but you know I'm gonna keep it clean for the for the kids but, because the villain loved the kids. But I mean, that was a sucker kids. shot like, by like, Morris, like, and like, I'm like, glad that that shot. Joker came back and hit him. Right, you love the kids just like Trick. Like Trick loved the kids, same kind of. Yeah, Trick loved the kids. The villain loved the kids. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 the I'm the super villain with my mask on. I got my ice cream truck giving the kids free ice cream. You know what I'm saying? I'm the. I'm, I'm now, the but you think about, But you think about it like so. This is Marquise Morris. This is a this is the guy that was with the Lakers too, right? Mm-hmm. So you got some chippiness kind of uh, from the. Who knows, man? Like you hit somebody, you said certain things or whatever. Any one of these guys, maybe I knew this guy. This riled him up in a, in a postseason series when we were in the bubble or whatever. So maybe I went back to that well when I'm messing with him. And maybe I got a cheap shot in and nobody quite caught or whatever. And yeah, I mean, I think Jokic, whatever, popped it off. Whether it was frustration in the moment of getting the shot and everything adding up, Jokic just said I had enough and he hit back. I mean, it's it's Joker Joker's way of saying no. Listen, I ain't gonna be a life punk. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna be no bitch. I totally agree. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I I feel like he's not getting enough respect. I feel like we've and and, and I've been a victim of it too. Like I said, ev- everybody kind of agrees that Kevin Durant is the best player in the league. Then you go right down the line with Giannis and LeBron. And then you got, you know, whoever you want to put behind them, you know, if you want to Steph put AD, Steph Curry, AD gets in that conversation, right? Uh, Harden always gets talked about. Jokic is the MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like even even um, Embiid, Embiid's the best center in the league. Jokic just won the MVP and Embiid's the best center. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like, you know what? And, and listen, the, the, the Nuggets aren't off to a great start. Porter's hurt right now. I'm not sure when Murray's going to get back from his injury. I mean, I had heard that he wasn't going to come back at all. I think that's erroneous. But, um, you know, the the Nuggets need every – I think this might be something to galvanize them, to bring them together and hopefully hopefully get them on a run. Now, you know, I got a question for you guys. I'm just thinking, you know, you, you mentioned some of those stars. Guy who should be a star, but I don't – think he's I don't know what's going on with this guy what do we think of, of Zion Williamson and sort of the Pelican as a whole I mean did they did they make a mistake investing in, in Zion at this point I you know I no. the, the, the question me. I would Sorry. have is what did he do in the off what did he do in the off season because he has what let his he, weight get back up yeah I mean he, he has let his weight get back up he is still very young um, it's funny how you know all the chatter from all the Knicks fans and everybody else was there's no way he wants to be in New Orleans. He's going to leave there as soon as he can because somebody in his family said it. He's not going to stay there. I think, I don't know that that's been decided. And I know that people say, well, the Pelicans are the stepchild there. You know, they care about the Saints and, and barely pay any attention to the Pelicans. I don't know that, that that's completely been decided. If they think he is on the way out and he's made it clear even to them, <clears throat> then maybe they're not pushing as hard. But Listen, Zion Williamson is a special, special talent. If he's still very, very, very young in the big uh, scheme of things, and so if it takes a little more time to develop or get back healthy, or there's any way that you can get healthy, uh, as explosive and as special as he is, uh, when the 
opportunities out there to have him and see if you can uh, make it work with him. You have to take him. It's not a mistake. Will it pan out or reach the potential that, you know, that you hope it would with the number one pick? Uh, we'll see. But I don't think it was a mistake when you look at everybody else in that draft. You had to go with Zion. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. I don't think it's a mistake um, to draft him. I think he needs to he needs to wake up. Um, you know that you had a foot injury and you couldn't work out. You're making millions of dollars. You need to get a cook that can cook you a healthy meal. Like, listen, I, I don't have a cook, right? I, I, I pay bills just like everybody else. You know, I work to pay bills, you know, I feel like. But I was able to lose a lot of weight just based off of my diet. You know what I'm saying? During a pandemic when a lot of people put weight on. You know what I'm saying? So if I could do it, there's no reason why this guy who has the money, who has the means to, to, to you know, take care of himself, do it. LeBron James is, what, on his 18th year in the league? And, you know, he takes care of his body to to no end. I don't know why Zion can't invest and do the same thing. He needs to get it together. Um, his weight gain is is really alarming. At this point, as a Nick fan, I don't want him here. Not like this. Like, he looks like the guy that ate Zion. Like, I don't want that guy. I, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm almost happy that I got Barrett because Barrett – I'm telling you, from day one, when he was at the press conference, when he got drafted, he's like, yo, I'm a Nick. Like, I, I felt it. I was like, hell yeah. Like, at least somebody happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's no slight to Zion because I know you're right, Mike. He has the talent. He's, he could be generational. He just has – he's got, like, Charles Barkley in him, where Charles came in and he was out of shape, and he got it together and had a Hall of Fame career. That's what, he, that's what it's going to take. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, I'm going to make a with terrible a, with, comparison. Wait, wait. I just I got to make a this isn't an exact comparison because what this guy did was was a lot worse. Um but mm. from an effort standpoint, I mean, you know, we don't know. I mean, you don't want him to be like a Jamarcus Russell type where he uh, got drafted mean, high he, and <laughs> and I mean Jamarcus Russell had all these terrible issues, don't get me wrong, but I mean just from a pure like how much do you really want it, dude? You know, that's that's kind of the thing that's frustrating. How much do you want it, dude? Well, and, and I'll be honest with you, um, that's the same question we've had about a couple other polarizing figures in the NBA <clears throat> at times, um, mainly uh, one that's still trying to figure out where he's going to play another one in L.A. But this whole thing with Zion, I, I, I really feel I, I feel that, that way too. Like, you cannot, you can't pay for heart and you can't coach heart. And at some mm-hmm. point, as that player, you got to have that want to and that desire to be great and willing to do what you have to do to be good. you got to have that. you got to take care of your body. Listen, if, if everybody made millions to care of their body like, uh, like LeBron James does, they'd make millions more than ever they, they, they will make in their lives. Right now, um, now Mike, you've got to have a – Oh, no, I, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. But I just – I really – I want to take a quick second because I know I've got another – Another caller on the line who wants to chime in on this. Uh, so I just want to open up the line. Mike, Mike, just finish your thought, and then I'll bring in the call. Okay. No, I was just going to say, you, get, you have to have that desire to be great, and you have to take care of your body. you got to have those two things. And the two people that I would point to are guys like LeBron, and then the effort and work ethic, you know, the work ethic or desire to, to really be great, like Kobe Bryant. You don't have to have it all. It doesn't have to be the exact thing. But those are, you know, two things that have to be there, especially if you're going to be elite. And I think Zion's ceiling is even so much more higher than Charles Barkley's if he could ever dare to reach it, but you can't jump up and touch it when you let it. No, you're, you're exactly right. Now, I, uh, I just want to quickly go. Who we got on the line over there from 703? Come on now, my guy. You can be hosting shows <laughs> and not know who the fans is. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? So I'm doing the same thing. I didn't think you would show up. Serious? I, you know, the the Rockets, you know, I don't know about that. I didn't think you would show up. You know, I, I, said, I said I would come through and, you know, talk <laughs> basketball. A man of his word. 
My Rockets are not playing good ball right now. We're playing inspired ball. But I'm going to go ahead and pick up right where you guys have thought talking about Zion. Then we can talk about, you know, the, the Rockets or whatever. But here's my issue with Zion. We're not going to waste time with the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, listen here. Listen here. Stop talking before I get Milwaukee to come bust 25 more threes on your head. But anyway, man, here's my here's my issue with Zion. Zion, right now, in my opinion, um, I don't want to call him a bust. Um, but I honestly believe I honestly believe that he is trending to Greg Oden status right now. Oh, now only only he only he could turn that around. You know what I'm saying? He shows flashes and 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 he shows signs of being of being great. Like he was humble. He was hungry last year. He came in and you know he he, he did the damn thing. I don't know what happened this off season to cause him to put on the pounds like he did. I don't know what happened this off season to to, to, to take him away from the gym and away from the court, but. You cannot call yourself the next great one and not give me next great one effort. You can't call me, you can't call yourself, you know, the reincarnation of LeBron James and you look like two LeBron Jameses. You feel me? So, again, the jury's still out. I refuse to call him the next Charles Barkley. I, I can't get conscious call him that because the difference is Charles Barkley put in the work. Charles Barkley made something of himself. Yeah, he was big, but he got his butt in the gym and he put in the work. Right now, Zion can barely run up and down a damn court. And, you know, seriously, that's because of the foot injury, right? You know, like he wasn't able to work out in the off season because of the injury, but that's also because of your weight. You have foot problems oh, because of your weight. You know what I mean? You like, can ride a bike. It's, it's, you can ride a bike. You can roll. But not you even that. He has lower he has lower body issues. No, but he has lower body issues because of his size. You know what I mean? It's all it's all you know cause and effect, right? So. Mhm. But Barry, but here's my thing, man. Here's my thing. Even okay, look, I'm personally right now. I went to the doctor today because of a, of an ankle situation I caught July 4th. I haven't been able to play basketball like I want to and run around like I want to. But my doctor didn't say, you know what, Aaron, because you can't run around like you want to, that gives you license to go binge eat, you know, Taco Bell and McDonald's. Exactly. You still got to get your ass up there and walk. You still got to get out there and be mentally focused, get your shots up, even though you can't run. You can still walk on the treadmill. You can still ride on a stationary bike. Being injured is not an excuse. Like, we, right. we, Athletes get hurt all the all the time. Like and again, this is a basketball show, but look how engaged Russell Wilson was in the midst of his injury. He couldn't throw a football, but he was mentally tough and he didn't allow his injury to take him away from being engaged and being ready for his team when his teammates needed him. Like right now, he is useless to the he, he's useless to the Pelicans right now. He just he, he just sitting on the sideline and, you know, four X shirts with hoodies on because he's ashamed of himself. That's all hell. No, absolutely. I, listen, I, I totally agree with you, Sirius. That, you know, but look, what I'm saying is he couldn't work out because of the foot injury. The foot injuries and the lower body injuries he's had is because of his weight. Like, he has to get himself in the mind state of he has to eat better to get the weight off of him because he's going to be a heavy guy. He's going to be a big guy. Like, I'm a big guy. I got leg issues, too. But, you know, like, I, once I got the, the weight off and, and started getting down, I feel great. Like, I feel like a, I, I can't feel old, but I feel like a million bucks. I, you know what I'm saying? He has to do that. I can't relate. I've always been slim my whole life. I, I like, oh, so I thank, you, thank you, Slim Jim. Thank you, Slim Jim. I, 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 I wrestle so I had to keep weight down, So, but I will tell you. And I'm 44 in the last decade of my life. I, 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 in the last decade of my life, though, I've been around. I've been around 200 pounds in this one. 200, 210 at 6'2". Oh wow! It just, just baffles me with Zion, but we can move on, man. Yeah. Well, I just wonder how much of it you got to put on the coach Willie Green. 
Uh, it's his it's his first head coaching gig, and and he's got his hands full, man. And and he, he, uh, it's frustrating because I don't think you'd ever see a guy like Coach Tibbs put up with this. So maybe putting Willie yeah, Green in charge of that franchise. Don't make him shit. Right like, no, but, no, but no, Dave, 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 what he eat don't make him shit. Like, how is it the coach's no, no, fault right. that this dude is lazy in the off season and wants no, to no, eat no, a but, double cheeseburger instead of you know eating some fish and, and some vegetables? So, you know what I mean? Like, so what are we, we talking about? about? So, so we talked about moving on from that. Let me say this, because there's two parts of that that you mentioned, Dave, in your, in your mention of Zion. You did mention the Pelicans team and how this team looks right now. And I know one, one thing that was said was he's not that much of a help to the team. But I also think they didn't realize, because they let Lonzo be on the ball a lot more last year, I mean, because they let uh, Zion be on the ball a little bit last year, you didn't see – I think they really forgot how valuable Lonzo was. But he wasn't coming back, and that team – you, they don't have their pieces. They're still trying to gel. They're playing in the Southwestern Conference. Your star's not healthy. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't give a damn who the coach is, man. They can only now, do so much. I mean, it depends on what groceries you're cooking with. True. Mm. Now, speaking of, of stars who are, are good but not playing, this guy isn't hurt, but he's uh, he's he's saying he's, he's he's not mentally ready to play. I want to I get your guys' thoughts on Ben Simmons. And what's going on with the Sixers? And are are the Sixers just a team that's not going to be complete? Are they going to sit around and wait for Ben Simmons? Should they just at some point just say, whatever, we're going to trade you for pennies on the dollar? I mean, I want to go around the room here. What do you think the Sixers should do with the Ben Simmons situation? Barry, I want to hear from you first. Ben Simmons is a joke. Um, you know, he's a joke like 911. I mean, I got to be honest with you because he is taking advantage of of mental health, in my opinion, I I, 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 I don't agree. know him. I am not around him, but I know people with mental health, especially with this pandemic being home and and and, and everything. Mental health is real, and I've I've had bouts in my in my time, you know, with not with mental health, but being depressed and not really knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Like for him to come out and say I'm not mentally fit. You know, the Sixers have done everything that they possibly could to get him in the fold. They said they wanted him back. They, when he didn't want to show up, he said, I'm not showing up. They they held his money. Then he shows up, comes to practice as a loaf. They finally had to kick him out. Then he says, oh, well, it's mental health. I'm not really meant to, fit to play. Then when he doesn't want to go see their doctors as a part of the, you know, they're trying to get you help. He doesn't want to see their doctors. They hold his money. Now he goes to see their doctors. It's a joke what he's doing. They need to get rid of this guy immediately. I don't care. You're not going to get equal value for him. Equal value for him right now is probably a box of Slim Jims and maybe a box of screws. Like, that's about it. You know, like, you're not getting anything for this guy right now. Get what you can and move on because he's holding your team hostage it's 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 a joke, and, and and I hope I really hope I don't hope he has really mental issues, but I hope he ain't lying because if he is, right. it's 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 embarrassing, and it and it really it's a slap in the face to a guy like Calvin Ridley for the Atlanta Falcons, who admittedly has issues and stepped away from the team, and his team has supported him a hundred and ten percent. I think that's a great point, Barry. It, it does seem. Like he's and, – and, again, I think all of us would agree if he's truly going through some mental health issues, we wish him the best. We want him to be great. But but we've all read, you know, enough of the tea leaves. And, and, and Barry, I, you like I, I mean, we've – you know, I've, I've had, you know, bouts of, 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 of mental health issues over, over my life. Um, and, and it seems almost insulting in a way, the way he's using that as, as – as, it, it just comes off like he's using it as a scapegoat type excuse uh, uh, to not money. have to participate. Yeah, it's garbage. to get his Mike, money, not even I'm to not. have to participate. It's to get his money. Yeah. No, Mike. I want to hear what, what do you think about Ben Simmons thing? And then we'll go to Aaron before we uh, kind of get our final thoughts of the week. All right. So I've been pretty vocal about Ben Simmons in these spaces. Um, I will say that my first impressions um, of Ben Simmons, even when he was at LSU, because I'm an LSU guy, was that he was. A, Entitled and pampered, and very much had a silver spoon. I, if I'm the Sixers right now, because you're not going to get anything back right now, um, and he's not in your locker room, and you're still putting a product out there every night, I'm not. 
I I agree that he's kind of holding your franchise hostage in some ways, but I'm not I'm not giving this guy up for I'm not giving this guy up for absolutely nothing. You just don't have him in the locker room and around the team. You got a veteran coach and you got some veteran guys on the team. You go win and figure out what you have, and it's at some point you need to do other things to your roster to feel like you can win a championship and there's a way to do it, <clears throat> even if you have to release him. I'd rather do that than trade him for, uh, you know, a box of screws and a few basketballs. You'd rather so release him? I, <clears throat> I, then trade him for nothing? Yes. Then trade him for very low value? Yes. I, I ain't paying him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay him a dime. I ain't releasing him and guaranteeing his money. Screw that. But And because of that, though, right now, Go see, go see our doctors. Figure out what's going on with you. We'll have this conversation. Is this legit? Is it not? I felt like it was sort of a slap in the face as well. I know that he needs to be gotten out of the building. <clears throat> Maybe you forget it, forbid him from coming in. You do that whole thing like when an investigation's on somebody and they're on administrative leave or whatever, and they can't come back on the premises or whatever, and you uh, and, and then you take the doctor's note to figure out what you're going to do about. Uh, what the money looks like and what you do with it. But I I just don't <clears> – <throat> I don't know, man. I, they need to move on, but you're just not – either he's going to fall out or you're not going to get equal value. So I, I don't see it benefiting them to trade him right now. If he's not I, I, that boy, that's, that, that's quite quite a statement that you'd, uh, you'd be willing to release him for nothing. But, hey, listen, I, I, uh, I respect that everybody's got their opinions, even if they're absolutely crazy. Uh, Aaron, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So my situation and my thing with Ben Simmons has been very, very consistent over the course of this whole summer. And the Sixers dropped the bag. Now, now mm. that they dropped the bag, how do, how do you fix the situation? You get him out of your building. Period. End of discussion. No matter how you get it done, you get it done. If you got to take an L, get him out of your building. Here's the thing. My granddad used to say this before he passed away, may he rest in peace. You can't call yourself an eagle if you still hang around turkeys. You feel me? Hmm. So the, the, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia 76ers want to fly. They want to be championship. They want to be elite. They want to be a premier franchise. But you still have turkeys, and you still have this turkey pulling down the franchise and sucking the juju and sucking the mojo off team. Every time they step in front of a microphone, somebody's answering a question about Ben Simmons. I'm in the middle of a church service this evening, okay, and Ben Simmons' blurb pops on my phone. You know what I'm saying? No matter what this guy does, he is literally sucking the life out of the Sixers. He's literally a metaphorical leech right now, okay? And the only way to eradicate leeches is to burn them off of the flesh. You have to get them out of your pores and out of your skin. So essentially, the Philadelphia saying this has got to burn themselves of this guy. He doesn't want to be there. He made it very, very clear he doesn't want to be there. He slapped everybody in the face who has struggled with mental illness and who has struggled with this whole song and dance. Because I agree with the majority. I don't think he's really mentally struggling outside the fact that he wanted out of Philadelphia and he's not currently out of Philadelphia. And so now his wallet is being smacked because Philadelphia is now charging him for not playing. So I'm sorry. I'm not, a, I'm not a mathematician or whatever, but if you get hit in the head with, you know, $150,000 or whatever the number is, enough time, <laughs> that's going to make me mentally unstable too. Just keeping it a buck. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it kind of reminds me of uh, like when Jimmy Butler was trying to get his way out of Minnesota, um, except this, except if Jimmy Butler was saying, "Oh, I've got mental health issues," which again, I, I'm not. I don't think any one of us is 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 downplaying the seriousness of it. But we all just think we're just kind of calling what we see. Right, right. So, he he got to go, man. He got to go. Gentlemen, and, and you know, and you know what? The only thing that's mentally bringing Simmons down is looking at his bank account. That's the only thing that's depressing him right now. Uh, Listen, sometimes my own bank account depresses me. That's a whole other story. Listen, gentlemen, it has been an absolute blast. I want to give everybody a little fair share. 
to uh, to wrap up their thoughts, um, you know, what you've seen in the basketball season, what you think we'll see. And, uh, again, as a reminder to everybody out there, we'll be here same time, same place, 9 p.m. Eastern uh, next next Thursday, the Thursday after that, the Thursday after that, the Thursday after that, through the basketball season here on the Crossover Cafe. But let's go around the room. I want to go up the uh, reverse order we did last time, Aaron, Mike, Barry, and then I'll close this out. So, Aaron, what do you got Yo, for man, us? It's your boy Sears up in that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys on the Crossover Cafe, man. You know, it's, 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 it's something about talking that round ball that, that kind of gets me going, man, and, and, I, and I appreciate the opportunity. Before we get out of here, man, definitely check us out, SportsCityChefs.com. We got everything from uh, merchandise to, to blogs and interviews and things of that nature. Check us out on YouTube or other social media platforms where – uh, villain and myself and a couple others are doing finger foods and poo-poo platters and things of that nature. Um, I always say this, um, all, you know, as I get out the building, um, for those of you guys who are, are into sports, check us out on one clubhouse at the barbershop, man. You know what I'm saying? If you're at the concerts that you hear on a regular basis, a lot of us that, you know, contribute on this network or, or on, on that network. And also, before I leave, man, big things are coming down the pike, so stay tuned. Rockets, man. I love y'all. I'm going to rock with y'all. That's my squad. I don't, give, I don't care what Barry says. Get Barry and, and the villain. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad Milwaukee put 25 threes on their head. With that being said, I'm gone. Man. I'll be easy. Yeah, be gone. Be gone. Serious. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Aaron. Mike, what do you got for us to close out your uh, – any, any plugs, anything you want to shout? Yeah, real quick, uh, just to be clear, as crazy as my take was, Dave, I just say you get rid of him, and if you and and no matter what at what cost, I think you can contest and get some of that money back. But you get rid of him, and for whatever you can, you just have to get him off your roster uh, well, at, at this point. That that being said, I wouldn't release him if that meant you paid every single dime left on the salary. I'd get I'd give the contractor some money uh, in some way or another, even if it's for some second round draft picks. This principal wants you to just say, get the fuck out of here. Uh, sorry. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> uh, we get it. Uh, I hope y'all can get that. My bad. Uh, but, <clears throat> no, nah, man, speaking of barbershop, man, we're getting close at 3,000 members. We're going to have a big cash giveaway, so come join the barbershop on Clubhouse. Check out merchandise there. Uh, I told you about Sports City Chefs, man. We got hoodies coming for the winter time, and we got – Got masks between both sites, man. So get your prefer- get your uh, gear. Come check us out. Continue to be part of our shows too. We got the brunch on Sunday uh, mornings. We also got the cookout on Wednesday nights. You heard about crossover cafe tonight. Uh, other things coming on. Big things coming down the line. So you know, stay tuned and stay up with us. Uh, much love to TP. Without him, I wouldn't be there. TP, very serious man. Um, much love to you guys. Much respect. I always enjoy chopping up with y'all, Dave. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, enjoy spending time with you as always and I'll be seeing y'all very very soon you're the man Mike appreciate it we'll talk to you soon all right Barry what do you got for us before we take it uh, before we call it a night serious if you're still there um you know you love me orange and blue skies will always dominate the (laughs) rockets all right rockets red glare or whatever you want to call it uh no listen sportscitychefs.com Get to the website. Uh, articles going up uh, as, as frequently as we can. Uh, always writing. Get to our YouTube channel, Poo Poo Platter. Uh, lunch break with Dave and, and the Finger Foods talking uh, some football and, and what have you. Um, big show probably tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. Uh, the roundtable is going to be on StreamYard uh, in conjunction in partnership with CEV Sports. So make sure you check that out. Be on our social media platform streaming live there. So that'll be a lot of fun uh, with me, myself and TP Timeless. Uh, we're probably going to enter into a nice little uh, partnership with those guys uh, to, to uh, join with Philadelphia Sports Alliance. So be on the lookout for that. Like I said, a lot of big things popping. Get to the website, get the merchandise, read the blog, read the interviews. Uh, and and uh, I'm so glad the Crossover Cafe is back. Um, even though we didn't get to talk about uh, Dave's sorry nets, I, I think he did that on purpose because he didn't want to talk did. about Kyrie. It, yeah, so he, you know he he pulled a punk move, but we got plenty of shows to talk about how the net thing going to be finished. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, but no, it's gonna be fun, man. I appreciate it, Dave, man. Thanks for having me.
This was a blast, guys. Uh, remember, again, check us out, www.sportcitychefs.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Sport City Chefs. I've said enough for a lifetime, and for the last time, I wish you all a very pleasant, good afternoon. Sport City, Sport City Chefs, Chefs. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.